Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. First thing you got to learn is you don't listen to losers because it's the fastest who gets paid. Fire it up when you're ready. Fire it up. Fire it up. And it's a race from here on, no matter what happens. He's got him this time. And here they come on turn four. Must go faster. Welcome to Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, Stephen Young of Roto-Grinders, better known as Stevie TPFL. And this week, we're talking bets for the NASCAR Cup Series Championship race here on Running Hot. Last weekend at Martinsville Raceway, Ryan Blaney takes the win over Eric Almarola and Denny Hamlin finishes third, locking Ryan Blaney into this weekend's championship four, along with previously Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell, who won earlier in the round, and also William Byron squeaks by on points over Denny Hamlin. He had a kind of a large lead over Hamlin coming into the race, was able to finish close enough to Denny Hamlin to still keep that points lead over Hamlin, despite Blaney taking one of those spots by virtue of his victory. So our championship four for this weekend's race at Phoenix Raceway is Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, and Christopher Bell. So Stevie, thoughts on Martinsville and thoughts on this championship four? Yeah, I think Martinsville was a good Martinsville race. I mean, it was... Martinsville. I mean, like that is Martinsville type of racing. I think it was really good to see. We had some tire fall off late on the runs, which was good to see. And then like the thing that really stood out to me at Martinsville was like Blaney could pass. Hamlin could pass. There was a couple other cars that like could pass. So like if you had speed and we saw Blaney passing people on the outside at Martinsville, that car was hooked up. So Overall, Martinsville is a track position race. It always has been a big mess up by Martin Truex Jr. with the pit box. You know, we saw Ryan Priest do that. Uh, Was it earlier this year or last year Ryan Priest did that? And, like, how aren't you at least aware of that? Like, it's not like we qualify and and race the same day. Like, hey, this happened last year, like, kind of thing. So, I mean, does Truex finish really well in the stage and 
keep his track position and beat William Byron? I mean, we don't know now, but I'm pumped about this championship four. I like all four of these drivers. Overall, I'm kind of ecstatic going into this weekend. Yeah, I think this championship four uh, sets up really well. Uh, Definitely four of the best, let's say, five or six cars this year. You could throw in, obviously, Denny Hamlin and and Martin Truex Jr. overall this year, who I think have also uh, arguably been in that top five or six or so, but definitely four of the six best this year, I would say. So I'm really excited about this championship four. I agree with you. I thought Martinsville was a really good race. You know, Ryan Blaney worked his way from 14th to first on that final stint. It was like the longest green flag stint at Martinsville in a couple decades, which I thought was awesome because we still had the classic Martinsville, like a couple people banging and beating each other, causing some cautions. We saw Joey Logano dump Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs got wrecked again by, I think it was Hosevar. Michael McDowell's caught up in a couple incidents. We still had our like incident portion of Martinsville, but it ended on that long green run and Blaney literally passed every single car. I know some drivers came in the pit and stuff, but Blaney had already passed those guys by the time they came in the pit, he had passed Eric Jones and then Jones pitted. He passed Chase Elliott and then Elliott pitted, for example. So every single car he passed was not because they came in a pit. It was just straight up passing them. And that includes Denny Hamlin, right? Like he passed Denny Hamlin on the outside. He passed Chase Briscoe. He passed Eric Almarola and Eric Almarola pitted at the same time as him. Almarola only took two because previously Almarola had taken four more recently than Blaney. So even though Almarola was only on two tires, he was still kind of almost on four tires. So you were able to pass Martinsville. If you had a good car, you can make passes. Danny Hamlin was able to make passes. Obviously, Blaney was better, but I thought it was a really good Martinsville race. But I'm looking forward to this championship race as well for very deserving drivers. And uh, all four of them should be pretty good this weekend. So let's talk about that, Stevie. We are at Phoenix Raceway. It is a one-mile flat-ish track you know it's mostly flat banking's less than 10 degrees for the most part and tri-oval shape we got that dog leg there uh and phoenix has played host to the past several championship races so got a little bit of an idea what to expect we ran earlier this year at phoenix way at the start of the season so what can we expect from phoenix this weekend from the race how to handicap all of that stuff Yeah, I mean, so this isn't the same tire that we ran earlier this year. I think that's, you know, a good starting point on what to expect this weekend. We ran this tire at New Hampshire, which is one of our more recent um, short, flat type of tracks, you know. So we're kind of looking at New Hampshire. We're looking a little bit at Richmond, Phoenix. I think you can look at Worldwide Technology Raceway, Gateway. So, like, kind of comping those tracks and dealing with those tracks, I mean, as far as the racing, I mean, I tweeted this out earlier today. When we look at Phoenix from earlier this year, the championship four were four of the top six cars in speed at Phoenix earlier this year. And you look at yeah. the short flat tracks, and it's like they're all up towards the top. And it didn't shock me, and I don't think it shocked you, that like Ryan Blaney was so good last weekend. You know, He was up towards the top of the list as far as like short flats. So <laughs> I, I, mean, I, have to, I have to interject here. I have to interject here. It definitely didn't shock you because he was your victory lane pick. Yeah. I was sick last week. He would have been my victory lane pick as well. I had a two-unit bet on him at 14-1. to So we nailed Ryan Blaney last week. Kudos to you, Stevie, for getting that on running hot. But also, if you followed me on the Action app, you had a pretty nice weekend as well. So you're right. I don't think either of us were surprised by Blaney this past weekend. Oh, no. And, like, so, I mean, just kind of looking at the data of those races, the championship four should run up front. You know that, like... This is one of those weeks where Larson and Byron might be at a little bit of a disadvantage because they have teammates in the race. But 
everyone's going to have their best stuff. We've seen these championship races for years and how they kind of play out. It's typically the championship four running up front and battling for the win. And I will say like what we've noticed since this like new format has come, was it five, six, seven years now? It's just opened up where like people respect the championship four and they're going to race them with respect. And it kind of opens up like the championship four to run up towards the front. Yeah, it definitely does. And it's, I don't necessarily think, you know, there's a lot of like, oh, these cars are cheated up because they are the championship four. No, I think it's more just about like, these guys are getting all the attention from their own teams. So they're always going to be bringing the best stuff. These are typically the best drivers anyway. It's really hard to make the championship four if you're not one of the best four, five, six, seven drivers in the whole year. And then, of course, like you mentioned, people are racing them with respect. And I think we do get a lot of that. So expect to see the championship four toward the front. One thing I did want to point out. So this is the 10th year of having a championship four which means nine years times four drivers. It's 36 drivers ending up in the championship four to this point. 32 of the 36 have finished inside the top 10. So <laughs> if that says anything to you, that is a heck of a stat there. 32 was of the it last year. Yeah. Last Chase year, I think not. everybody except for Chase Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. Chase Elliott did not. I think Christopher Bell finished 10th exactly. Uh, of the 36 championship eligible drivers over the nine races, 32 have finished inside the top 10. So... Any other final thoughts before we get into our picks? I mean, it's obviously we got to deal with the championship four. They're juiced way down in odds, making it tough to kind of bet on them outright. But I know, you know, for example, a lot of people want to know, how do I hedge? I have a championship future on Christopher Bell. Like we gave out, I gave out Christopher Bell 16 to one championship here on this podcast a couple months ago. You and I both have preseason tickets, whether it's on Blaney or Byron. So I know a lot of people want to know how to hedge. Do you have any thoughts on that before we get into our picks? Yeah, so I was talking in the Rotor Grinders Discord about this earlier today, actually. So I have two 16-to-1 Byron tickets and a 12-to-1 Blaney ticket from February. I can't hedge these. Like, I just, I'm letting it go. Like, looking at, like, the odds on Larson, I lose money if Larson wins. So, like, I, I can't really hedge Larson. I'm hoping you hit your bell ticket if it's not one of my guys because, you know, we talked about it was on the podcast. We were talking about how the pick crew change, how good bell has been. He just needs to put some races together. And we talked about getting him at really good odds for a championship. I know you made it one of your turn bets. I feel like it was about a month and a half ago, two months ago. So you were on that. The playoffs started. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, how do you hedge having these like incredible numbers? You just, I mean, I feel like I'm just going to let it ride. You know, maybe I look at like top Fords or top Chevys. I'm going to give out a couple outrights, but I mean, Overall, this is a week where I'm probably not betting a ton of outrights. I only have four of them so far, and I don't think I'm going to add any. I think I'm just going to let the championship four ride. Hope one of those two tickets cash. You know, when we did the preseason show, I gave out Byron at 16 to one and Blaney at 12 to one on this podcast. So like, I'm, I'm hoping that some of our listeners from earlier this year have those tickets going. Yeah. And I gave out Byron 16 and Bell 16 on this podcast. So you have two, I have two. Our second one is different, but we're both on Byron and I'm with you. I'm letting it ride. There's zero chance I'm hedging with Larson. That's just way too short. It's not a a bet worth making. (laughs) I would consider, I would consider Blaney for me, but I, I think I have other ways and we'll talk about it with my picks other ways that I'm interested in playing this race. So I guess that means we should just get to the picks. It is definitely time to dive into the bets for the NASCAR Cup Series Championship race. As always, 
We're going to take you for a lap around Phoenix. That is four turns, one pick from Stevie, one pick from myself per turn before we drive into victory lane. So one more green flag on the year, Stevie. Let's throw the green flag and dive into turn one. This is Ryan Blaney, and we're running hops. All right, you're leading us into turn one for the final time this year. What do you got for us? Well, let's get a funsy bet right right now. Let's start right off you know, the, bat, the show bet, right off the bat. So this is a quarter unit funsy bet for me. I'm going to go Chase Briscoe at 55 to one to win this race. Chase Briscoe won the Phoenix one race with the new car last March. He finished third in the championship race last year. Almost spoiled it for the championship for last year in this same race. He's been fast on these short flats with this new car. And Stuart Haas like showed us last week and here earlier this year that they have speed on this type of racetrack. You know, he's finished inside the top 10 and three straight here. He finished seventh here earlier this year. The speed is there. The speed is there for him on this short flat track. And I feel like Stuart Haas is going to unload with some speed. We're going to talk a little bit about Stuart Haas throughout the show. But I feel like we just saw this guy win on this racetrack last year. Why are, Why is he 55 to 1? So a little funsy bet to get us started here in turn one. I got nothing against this one. I love it. I think it's great. I haven't made it myself. I've got another way I'm playing the Stuart Haas cars. But I definitely am right there with you. I think Chase Briscoe, I almost said Elliot, Chase Briscoe. 55 to 1, very nice value. For my turn one pick, I'm getting a little creative here. I said Larson was too short to hedge, and I don't mind hedging with Blaney, but the way I'm going to do it, instead of taking him to win the championship, I'm just going to take him over Larson. You can get it as long as plus 125 out there. Even at plus 115, I don't mind this. And what I really like about this is if we look at the three Phoenix races, Ryan Blaney has arguably been the best over the three Phoenix races in the next-gen car. Last year in the first race, the one that Chase Briscoe won, Blaney was dominating that race. Blaney and Elliott, I think, were dominating that race. Last year in the championship race, Blaney had the best car. He just wasn't allowed to pass his teammate, Joey Logano, for the win. So he played wingman. So, like, both Phoenix races last year, Blaney arguably had the best car, if not at worst, maybe the second best car. Then we come earlier this year, you mentioned, you know, top six in speed for sure for Brian Blaney at the first Phoenix race this year. And looking at how this team struggled early in the year and the fact that he was running inside the top six in speed still and how they've made so much improvement. Ryan Blaney in the most recent round, he was top three in speed in all three races. That's Vegas Homestead, which has kind of traditionally been a track he's struggled at. Oh, he's gotten a lot better at recently and Martinsville top three in speed in all of them. That team has made a lot of gains and now we're coming to a track that Ryan Blaney has smashed in the next gen car while Kyle Larson, he's going to be really good here. Hendrick Motorsports has gone the opposite direction from Team Penske. They've struggled more recently in the shorter flat tracks compared to where they were earlier this year with several wins, several podiums, and they just haven't been able to put up those numbers at the shorter flat tracks in the second half of the year. So I'm going to take Ryan Blaney at plus 125. I like it if you only have it available at plus 115. I like it there as well. Well, you just take the Martinsville car, load it up on the truck, and drive it to Phoenix. I, mean, <laughs> I know, right? I mean, you can't do because the Ford's changed, but I was going to say, like, you just unload Logano's car from last year and take it again. Like, you nailed it. Like, Penske has been on this short flats. We've been talking about it a lot. They have struggled at the 1.5s, but, man, the speed is there. And one of the reasons that, you know, we talked about Blaney for a championship pick earlier this year was just because, like, if he got to this racetrack, he was going to be really good. I think he should be the favorite over Larson. I don't know if it's necessarily a hot take because Blaney beats I'm Larson right in so <laughs> many different like speed metrics. Like I think he should be the favorite. 
I am right there with you. Thank you. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page on that. Ryan Blaney over Kyle Larson at plus money for my pick. Chase Briscoe, 55 to 1 for your pick in turn one. We're starting hot on running hot. That means we got to continue it in turn two. I'm Denny Hanlon, and this is turn two here on Running Hot. Turn two is up. Stevie, what do you have for us here? I'm going to pay a little juice in turn two just because I think this is going to move and I want to get it in early. It's Joey Logano for a top 10. It's minus 125. It's moved to minus 140 and 160 on other books. So if you shop this around, you could still get it at minus 125. I checked before we started here. So I want to jump on this one early. Logano, the short flats, we talked about it last week. He's just good on this type of racetrack. He's good at Phoenix. Even if we look at the short flats this year, he has the best average finish at 54 I feel like this is just really good value, even paying the juice. So my model has this closer to like minus 160, where the line is kind of moving. So I definitely want to jump on this before practicing qualifying. And maybe he can repay the favor and play wingman to Ryan Blaney this year, just run in that second position and let Blaney take home the championship. Yeah, no, that was definitely the thing last year. Logano was being chased down by Ross Chastain. Ross finished third. Briscoe finished fourth, like you mentioned. But Chastain was chasing down Logano, who's in first, and Blaney was in second. Blaney easily could have passed Logano. And, you know, that would have left Logano susceptible to getting passed by Ross Chastain, and then the championship would have gone Chastain. So roles reversed, I can see the exact same thing. So Stevie's turn to pick Joey Logano. Make sure you shop around. Try to get that at minus 125. For my turn to pick, honestly, this is just a lean for me. I know a lot of people like Brad Keselowski this weekend, but... I like Chase Elliott here. Chase Elliott has been so good at this track. So my bet is Chase Elliott as a lean, not an official play, minus 130 over Keselowski. I do want to wait and see the speed in these cars this weekend. You know, there's certainly a little drawback with Elliott where he's got his two teammates in this. But at the same time, why couldn't he play wingman for one or the other of them? Just like we saw Blaney do last year for Logano. But it just comes down to speed in the next-gen car at this specific track for me. And Chase Elliott, last year, first race, best car arguably with Ryan Blaney like I said in the first race last year second race last year obviously had some issues finished 28 but still very fast earlier this year of course you know Chase Elliott dealing with the injuries so then you look at Brad Keselowski he just has not been very good at Phoenix in this car finished 23rd last year in the first race second race he finished 35th that was of course after a DNF but in the first half of that race before he had his issues he wasn't running very well either and then 18th earlier this year at Phoenix you look Let's say at teammate Chris Busher, he hasn't run super great at Phoenix either. Just one top 10 finish between the two of them. So six total starts, one top 10 finish. It was just a 10th place finish for Chris Busher in a race. He probably didn't deserve a top 10. There was a lot of chaos there at the end and he kind of benefited from that chaos to finish 10th. So just lean right now, but I think Chase Elliott has been much better than Brad Keselowski, much better than RFK racing at this specific track in the next gen car. Yeah, I think this one's interesting. I, I think you can wait for practice. I don't know how much the line will move. Keselowski was actually really good here in the spring. He was running really well until that last caution came out was like 15 laps to go. He went from a top 10 to finishing, I think, what, 18th, 19th, 20th, something like that. He finished 18th, but he ran inside the top five most of the day. He had a really good race. His speed was really solid. So my thing is, That's like, true. you can wait on this one and just say... Both of these teams are going to be kind of testing stuff now that like Chase Elliott's not in the owner's championship. The full focus is on Larson and Byron in the Hendrick camp. Keselowski's team, they're going to be testing stuff. We we saw this a lot with them last year when they got eliminated and or weren't in the playoffs. So like 
both of these teams are going to be testing who hits on something in practice and qualifying, and then you could just make this bet. Because I feel like maybe Keselowski unloads with a little bit more speed and you you flip this one. So, like, I think the lean on the bet as a whole is really interesting and then just kind of playing out, like, which side you want. Right now, looking at the numbers, you want the Elliott side. But I, I could see, like, maybe Keselowski unloads with a little bit more speed and you flip-flop and you take the plus money. Definitely, you know, Kozlowski was eighth in speed earlier this year. Bush was 13th. But but for some reason, they just aren't able to, like, push up ahead of that. Whereas Elliott yeah. has always shown he can run right up front here. When he's in the race, of course, he wasn't in the race earlier this year. And that's why it's just a lean for me. I want to wait for practice yeah. and see where these two cars are at. But right now, if I had to pick something, I actually would take Chase Elliott even with the juice here just because I think this is a better track for him in this car so far. But that is just the lean. We'll see how that goes. And before we get into turn three, it's holiday season. Holiday season is right around the corner, maybe right around turn three. I don't know. And it's about to get busy. Don't let that stop you from sticking to your habits and being the best version of yourself. That's where our friends at Caldera Lab come in. One minute in the morning and one minute at night can be all the difference you need to have some clearer skin. These guys are the best in the business best in the skincare game, and with an easy routine, they keep your face looking fresh no matter your schedule. It's just three easy steps. Step one, the clean slate, which is a face wash to start and end your day. Number two, the base layer, which is a daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin. And step three, the good. It's an eye serum. You can put it on at night to keep your skin around those eyes looking tighter, smoother, reduce that puffiness. You know what it is. You want to make sure your eyes are looking good, too. Plus, what better gift over the holidays than clear skin? Join the 100,000 men who trust Caldera Lab to show your best self this holiday season. And just for our listeners here on Running Hot, we have an exclusive deal. Use code RUNNING at calderalab.com for 20% off right now. It's 20% off with code RUNNING at calderalab.com. Make unforgettable impressions with Caldera Lab. Running Hot is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, two turns down, two turns left on the season to go. We got ahead into turn three. I'm Austin Dillon, driver of the number three, and this is turn three here on Running Hot. Turn three, Stevie. We, we've been, you know, going with RCR a bunch in turn three this year, but we're not going there this week. Where are we going in turn three? I'm going to double dip. I'm going to go back to my boy Chase Briscoe. I feel like this is one of the best value bets of the weekend. Chase Briscoe top 10 plus 160. We just got done talking about how you could do a little funsy bet on him 55 to 1 to win this race, but this might be my favorite bet of the weekend so far. This line just seems way off and I don't understand it. Like he's had speed, he's had finishes, so like I feel like this is just a giant misprice and it's not going to continue to stay up. So jump on this one before practicing qualifying because if he has any kind of speed or qualifies well at all, this is going to move to yeah. plus 120, minus 120 potentially. Like the finishes mm-hmm. are there. Top 10, like I said, in all three races. He has his second best average finish. He ranks fourth in speed in the three races with the next gen car at Phoenix. So like yeah. this one makes no sense to me. This is one that I'm jumping on 
heavy. I'm right there with you. I actually already tracked this one in the Action app earlier when that first came out. You could get it as long as plus 240 out there. I, I got it at plus 180, I believe. So right there with you. Love this bet. And we definitely put what this they down. Doing? To, I know. I know. I know. I took – well, so following the Action app, I took a lot of top 10 bets because they tied the top 10 bets to the win odds. And because those Championship 4 are juiced for winning, they were extra juiced in top 10. But the issue is – it's really all about the win. It doesn't affect as much the rest of the top 10. So with everybody outside the championship four being much longer than they would normally, they ended up much longer than they would normally be in top 10 odds as well. And it just made just an absurd amount of top 10 value. So I have a lot of top 10 bets this week. But you know, looking at the board still, I think Chase Briscoe is of where things have moved to. I think that Chase Briscoe top 10 is the best of what is left for sure. For my turn three pick, Going to go a little interesting here as well. And this is not a Larson hedge. This is not me trying to bet on Larson. I just think this is a value bet. We're going to take the winning card number under 11 and a half. You can get it at plus 145. Now, if you do think Larson should be the favorite, you're getting him. But you're also getting a guy named Kevin Harvick. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about him. So I'm not going to spoil the fun there. But Kyle Larson, you're getting under 11 and a half card number. You're getting Kevin Harvick, who has literally owned this track, <laughs> you know, 20 straight top 10 finishes here. Uh, you get guys like if if something were to happen, kind of get in the mix, you get a, a non-teammate, especially in like Brad Kozlowski. He's not a teammate to any of these guys. Or Eric Almirola, he's not a teammate to any of these guys. We saw Eric Almirola almost win Martinsville this past weekend. We've seen him win at New Hampshire. We've seen him in contention for wins at other short flat tracks. Stuart Haas racing really good here. You get Kyle Busch. He's traditionally been very strong at Phoenix and – you know, Tyler Reddick contended for a win at this track in this car last year that Rowdy's in. He's not a teammate to any of these guys. Ross Chastain has competed for wins here. He's not a teammate to any of these guys. So we get a bunch of really good drivers that aren't teammates that could factor in. I understand the respect factor, but if there's a late restart and they're in position, they can take advantage of the championship four by putting pressure on them. And if the championship driver says, hey, I'd rather win the championship than the race, I'm just going to let Brad go and win the race. And I finish second, I still win the championship. So then you also get Denny Hamlin. So that's kind of a you know an interesting one there as well because I do feel like Denny always could just try to go for a win if if things played out, especially if something happens to Christopher Bell, for example. So you get a lot of good cars, plus you get championship contender Kyle Larson, and you get Kevin Harvick, who's a big one that we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, I like this one. Obviously, like we we talked about, like Larson. Where do you hedge? I mean, maybe this is where you get a little exposure to Larson. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not rooting for Larson this week. I'm not going to sit here and no, say that I'm I am. <laughs> but I am rooting for Harvick. He's one of the outrights that we're going to talk about here in a minute. And like you mm-hmm. said, you got Denny in this group as well. Denny's been the fastest on short flats this season. So, like, you're getting the fastest car in this group. There's no way around it. He's ranked top six in every racetrack on short flats and speed. He's been the best yep. car. So, I mean, you're getting that. Yeah, you get a lot of good drivers, especially without teammates. Plus, you get Denny Hamlin, who's been the best short flats this year overall. You get a championship driver in Larson, and you get Kevin Harvick, who we'll talk about. We love him this weekend. So three turns down, final turn of the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series season. That's turn four. I'm Connor Daly, and this is turn four here on Running Hot. One turn to go, Stevie. Lead us through and towards the checkered flag. Well, it wouldn't be a running hot podcast if Bubba Wallace wasn't one of the picks. So Bubba Wallace, top 10, plus 250. So I like this one for a unit. 
I also like Bubba Wallace 125 to 1 to win this race as another funzy quarter unit bet. I think you could place both of these. And if he gets a top 10, you're still making money on that, taking him to win the race. Like Bubba is, he excels on short flats. You know, we talked about this throughout his career. This is a type of racetrack that's really good for him. And yeah, I mean, like Christopher Bell is in the race, but like that doesn't matter to 2311. Like they have a really cool paint team with like Star Wars this weekend, Columbia. There's a lot of press around it, media around it. Like, what do you do for your sponsor? You go out and win this race. So yeah. I, I feel like this is such a good racetrack type for Bubba Wallace. And he's just being way undervalued in the top 10 market. You talked about how like books have just used outrights this weekend to kind of gauge their top 10s and there's a ton of value so i really like this one bubble wallace top 10 plus 250 and then a little sprinkle and a little bit of fun with the 125 to 1 for a guy that ranks inside the top 10 in speed on this type of track this year there you go i like it i definitely took his top 10 as well i got it when it was three to one it's moved down to plus 250 i think is the best you can find out there but right there with you love this top 10 bet love Bubba Wallace at this track type. So definitely with you on those bets for my turn four pick. I'm going to get a little creative here. Now, Ryan Blaney, I love him. I think he should be the favorite, but things can happen. And if something happens, there's a lot of value in the top Ford market. So I'm going to go with the Stuart Haas racing team, all four of them to finish as top Ford. So what that is, is I'm going to do one and a quarter units on Kevin Harvick at four to one. I'm going to do a half unit on Chase Briscoe at 14 to one. I'm going to do a quarter unit on Eric Almarola at 25 to 1. And Ryan Priest, I'm going to do a tenth of a unit at 100 to 1, all to finish as top forward. And if something happens to Blaney, I think it's going to be a Stuart Haas car. It could be Logano. Maybe it could be Keselowski or Busher. But I really like the odds we're getting on these Stuart Haas cars. They've all been great at short, flat tracks. Ryan Priest, is, especially at Martinsville, has been stellar. But even at Phoenix earlier this year, you know, he finished 12th, which is pretty far up there. He wasn't the fastest by any means, but he finished 12th, and things can happen in these races as long as you're putting yourself in that position. At 100 to 1, I don't mind that. We've seen Eric Almirola. He's just a short, flat master. He had one of the best cars at New Hampshire, which is where we first ran this tire. He obviously was one of the best at Martinsville this past weekend. Legitimately, I think Almirola. It's Harvick's last full-time race. It's Almirola's last full-time race. Why wouldn't he try to go out and get his last win? I know he wants to. And then, of course, we've talked about Chase Briscoe, and we love Kevin Harvick. So top forward, get those Stuart Haas cars. If you lose, you lose 2.1 units. But you know, then maybe you get that Ryan Blaney bet over Kyle Larson, for example, to kind of mitigate some of that. Or maybe one of these guys that we have championship bets on wins the championship, whether it's Blaney for you or Byron for us or Bell for us, then we're still okay. So I'm going to roll with the Stuart Haas contingent at top forward. I like this a lot. We're going to talk about one of these drivers here in a second in victory lane. So I don't want to get into that too much, but Stuart Haas drivers, Kevin Harvick, Eric Amarola, like you said, they're, they're leaving. They owe nothing to nobody. And you're crazy. If you don't think Kevin Harvick wants to win his final race and you don't, you're, you're crazy. If you don't think Eric Amarola wants to give Smithfield one more win in the cup series. So like, yeah, Briscoe, he doesn't owe anything to these guys. Like maybe they race Blaney clean, because he's a Ford, but you're crazy if like Briscoe has a chance to win this race at the end of this race, and you think that he's going to run 
Kyle Larson clean. He's going to run him hard and try to win this race. Kyle Larson might mm-hmm. just let him go and win the championship and let <laughs> we see a guy like exactly. Briscoe or someone win the race when, you know, one of the championship guys are like, hey, I'm in this. I, I got my win. I'm four positions above. You know, you never know. Exactly. So, and even then, it's not you don't even necessarily have to win the race. You just have to be top forward. Right. So, I'm going to play these guys top forward as a collective team. So, four turns down, we have completed our final lap of the season we got only one thing left to do we got to take the championship trophy in victory lane how are we doing that stevie i mean there's only one way to do it absolutely kevin harvick 14 to 1 over on bed mgm i mean like even if you don't want to do a full unit on this i get it but like you got to have one last kevin harvick bet why not just take his outright he Potentially wins this race this spring. Had that caution not come out with 15 to go. He was leading that race. I think he led like 25 or so laps prior to that caution coming out. Like had one of the best cars here earlier this year, ranked second in speed behind William Byron. And I mean, just a racetrack as a whole that at one point when we got to Phoenix, we just instantly wrote down Kevin Harvick to win this race. He went on a stretch of like winning six of eight races here. They, had to redesign this racetrack because Kevin Harvick dominated it. <laughs> I mean, just overall, this is a really good racetrack for him. You know that he's going to have the best stuff Stuart Haas has this weekend to send him off in the proper way. And I mean, we've been saying it for weeks. Like, where could he pick up his last win? I think this is where he could potentially do it. Yeah. And here's the thing Kevin Harvick gives zero craps about this championship for <laughs> he owes he's nothing to, to nobody. <laughs> Exactly. And guess what? If he makes them upset, they don't have a chance to pay him back anyway. So he may as well run them hard, hard, hard and go for that last win. And, you know, go back to earlier this year at Phoenix. Larson and Byron were the class of the field at the start of the race. But at the end of the race, Kevin Harvick was the car to beat. He really came on in that race. And they're going to bring at least something that good, if not much better for Kevin Harvick this weekend. To me, it's a championship five. It's the championship four in Kevin Harvick. Yeah. And I think it really is a championship five this weekend. Even though Harvick's not going for the title, I legitimately think the way this race is going to play out is you respect the championship four and you respect Kevin Harvick because he has nothing to lose. Literally nothing to lose. He could wreck you and you're never going to be able to pay him back. So if you're Kevin Harvick, you just go for the win. You put pressure on the championship four drivers. It's your last chance ever. Get that win. Kevin Harvick, 14-1. Our victory lane pick to close out the 2023 season. That is going to do it for us. Thank you for listening to the NASCAR Cup Series Championship episode of Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. Stevie, it's been a hell of a season, man. Yeah, it's been a great year. I feel like we both had... A phenomenal year. I mean, one of the best betting years I've ever had. I'm going to finish like plus 50 units no matter what happens this weekend. So, yeah, I mean, even like our futures that we gave out early in the year, I mean, I'm 3-0 with two going into the championship. So, like, uh, it's just been a great year, and I feel like I'm excited for next season. And, uh, yeah, Nick, it's been a ton of fun. I'm glad we've been wanting to work together for years, and I feel like it's just been fun, you know, doing this weekly with you. Absolutely. Every week, it's been a pleasure. Really excited I got that Ryan Blaney hit. I was on a two and a half, three month downswing, but that more than made up for literally that whole time frame. So just like NASCAR, baby, (laughs) up around the 50 unit mark this year overall. So really, really happy with how the season turned out. Congrats to you, Stevie, on such a great year. It's been a pleasure. 
And we'll be back in 2024 in the weeks leading up to the Clash at the Coliseum. But until then, on behalf of my co-host, Stephen Young, thank you again for listening. And we'll see you back here next season on Running Hot from Action Network. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.